Hi, welcome back to the channel. You know, today I think we're going to talk a little bit about 55 plus communities. That's always a big topic around here. And a point of confusion sometimes. Well, I'm Terry Pascarelli with MVP Realty. I'm Rich Pascarelli with MVP Realty. So stay tuned and listen while we talk about 55 plus communities, particularly those that we see here in Southwest Florida. There are a host of communities that have a range from no age definition to 55 plus to senior living communities. Right. And so today we're just gonna hone in on 55 plus. Exactly. Well, stay tuned and let's talk about it. Welcome back. We are gonna talk about 55 plus communities. And before we do that, I wanna encourage you to subscribe to our channel. Okay, so now let's talk about 55 plus communities. Part of it is they are a defined housing product. Yes, they are. And that's something that's got a national designation. And then we'll kind of right. hone in on how they show up in Southwest Florida. Right. What does it take for a community to be called a 55 plus community? And what is in those 55 plus communities. Right, so as I understand it, there are really four criteria, two of which are very related to one another. First, that as a community is about to put itself out there uh, to be a 55 plus community, they have to conduct a census. And what they need to determine is that 80% of the units that are occupied, at least one occupant, is 55 years or older. Correct. That's not ownership, that's Correct. occupancy. That's the occupancy. So if, if uh, someone wants to buy a home for their parents, uh, they could do that. Well, that's a really great point. So if we had kids who wanted to buy us a home in a 55 plus community, they could do that Easily. as long as in the 80-20 designation, if we needed to be um, in the 80%, one person would have to be 55 years or older. Exactly, and you can even have um, a, a son or daughter uh, living with you that are 25 years old, uh, as long as at least one person residing there is above 55. And that's for 80% of the units. Right. Now the other 20% we'll come back to because that's really more at the um, designation of the developer and the uh, manager or owner of the, the, the community home, the home ownership rules and regulations that's left up to them that is not part of the, the the government guidelines right so that was point number one start out by conducting a census and identifying that at least 80 percent of the occupied units have an occupant who is 55 or older as the right. resident now point number two is that that kind of a community 55 plus has to put itself out there and call itself a 55 plus community. There will be signage usually at the entrance to the community mm -hmm. and it will be found in the way the community describes itself in its formal and its informal documents. That's point number two. Point number three, very related to point number one, is that census has to be redone every two years to confirm that occupancy is still meeting that 80-20 kind of a split where at least in 80% of the occupied units in that future time period, they're still, still maintaining, maintaining an occupancy by a resident who's 55 or older. Right. And then the only other 
um, real requirement is not one we'd see um, if we're going to visit the community, but in the declaration of the community, in the legal filing, again, it would be designated as a 55 plus community. Right. And from there, the HOA rules take over about what else happens or doesn't happen in the community, which isn't really that different than any other community that happens to have a homeowner association or condo association Absolutely. control and management. They're still going to have, uh, you're going to have communities that are not 55 or older, that have no maintenance, uh, active community, they have uh, lifestyle directors, they have all kinds of amenities, whether it's uh, uh, pickleball or or swimming pools and uh, bocce courts, you're gonna find those in 55 plus communities and you're gonna find those in almost every single other HOA community in Southwest Florida. Well, that's a great point. So here are some considerations. We'll maybe take them one by one. If you're thinking about whether a 55 plus community would be a great move for you. You may already be living in Southwest Florida, but be thinking of a change, of a progression. Well, one of them is that most of those communities tout the fact that this is low maintenance living. Right. So whether it is how the outside of the buildings are going to be painted or how the landscaping and the lawn care is going to happen, you're really paying some dues to leave that to somebody else. To leave it to the management of the, uh, of the association. Right. And that's, that's not only in 55, that's in all of the homeowners associations. For the most part, again, what they offer varies, but right. low maintenance in Southwest Florida is a feature we find in many communities. You'll definitely want to ask about the extent of low maintenance if you're considering a 55 plus community. Right. Now, the next thing, as you were talking about, is that these are active communities and especially the newer ones that are being developed and sold now. There is, like any place else, a range of how active they are and how much activity is going to be available to the residents, often with a lifestyle director, but not always. Not so always. those are great questions to ask on the way in to see uh, where would I be uh, associating with other residents? Where would people be gathering and for what kinds of activities? What's on the calendar? Mm -hmm. Is there a, a permanent or a part-time a social or management director who takes care of those activities. A lot of the larger communities uh, have someone that takes care of all of the uh, coming up with the different activities. The smaller communities may not do that and the residents would, would take it upon themselves to plan the Christmas party or plan an outing to a play or something like that. That makes sense and a lot of times there are committees for affinity groups, the card right. playing groups right. or the active uh, artistic groups and exactly. things uh, people may want to go on field trips and so again, the extent of that and the management of it depends on how complex or how contained the community is and, right. and whether there's staff to do it or whether the, the residents are doing that. And now, along with that, I think you can also then look beyond the home that somebody purchases to say what amenities are delivered then right on site mm -hmm. at the community. And these days, a lot of active 55 plus communities, you'd have a hard time telling yourself you're not at a resort. Right. And when we, when we go into uh, communities, if I brought you into a community, you would not be able to tell me if it was a 55 community or whether it was not. There's pretty much, for the most part, really no difference when you're looking at them. Well, I, I do think that as people are considering them, they want to consider what lifestyle activities are interesting to them. Uh, residents may still be working. 
They may be working remotely these days, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of people are, are really rethinking their, their choice of house and community. Right. Um, and then some people are traveling and or have more leisure time. And so that range of amenities, the caliber of a pool, uh, the social, the fitness, um, right. some have culinary centers right. and performing arts, big, big gathering rooms with stages so that they really can bring in musical acts, comedians, almost like mini plays and so forth, as sure. well as use those places for residents to have meetings of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen communities that have a kiln for doing pottery and right. special uh, rooms designated for art or maybe a movie room for right. viewing movies. Many of those things can be found right within the confines of the community. Other communities are going to offer some of that and realize that based on location, it's very easy to get to the rest of those types right. of lifestyle choices outside the community. but in the greater southwest florida area right based on location and also based on how many people live in that community if you only have uh you know 250 uh dwellings in the community uh you may not find all of those amenities as far as having having a kiln and having a a restaurant on on site uh you you're probably gonna have to go outside of that but once you start getting into communities that have seven eight or hundred or more uh, dwellings in there. Then you start to get more amenities because it's it's spread out among more of the residents that can afford to pay for that. Right, and keep the cost somewhat reasonable. Right. And so I think that's one of the things that is a consideration if someone's thinking about a 55 plus community, what is that balance that they're looking for between amenities available right on site, activities available through the community so that you're networking and and friend network can get involved with you, and what is the cost for that? And so there's always that trade-off of how far you wanna go or don't wanna go on fees. And many communities are, I think, very good at keeping fees pretty low and offering a very high caliber, high quality lifestyle right. within the community. So it's something to really look at, but it's a great yeah. question to ask. And it's, you know, you have to understand too, uh, that the, the HOA, it is a homeowners association. So the homeowners, uh, they guide the direction and the cost of the amenities. If they want to have more amenities and they decide, as all the homeowners decide, that they want to have uh, a lifestyle director full-time, then they decide to do that. These are not profit centers. Uh, if to, have, to have a pool and as, as an amenity, and whether it's a 55 uh, community or whether it's not a 55 community, uh, they, they take the cost of operating that pool or that amenity and they divide it amongst all of the people that live there. So, and there's not a profit to it. It's, it's part of what it costs to have this amenity. Makes sense. And so I think that can be a really good conversation that we can help somebody have as they're evaluating communities. Um, and there is a lot of choice, even amongst 55 plus communities. Um, so there's a lot to offer, a lot to think about, um, but choices, as, in, as you said, right. in any community, there are a lot of choices. The other kind of choice is the type and style of home and the size of home. Right. Sometimes when people talk to us about 55 plus communities, they immediately think downsizing. And I think that's a myth that can be busted, right. especially with regard to communities that are coming online these days. Right. Um, some people are looking to maintain 
the kind of house that they had before. They just want to live in a different neighborhood, different location, and perhaps right. tap into some of these things we just talked about. Mm -hmm. But the home sizes range from modest, perhaps condo or twin paired villa homes, to single family homes that could range from modest to large estate luxury homes that right. really run the gamut. Over 3,000 square feet. In oh, a, easily. In a, in a 55 plus community, these, these are not retirement communities. Here are folks that are really in the prime of life who are looking for, again, an active lifestyle, a healthy and often outdoor oriented lifestyle in right. Southwest Florida, but they're balancing that with work, with travel. And so that's a consideration. Yes. Well, I would say is while the housing products can range from condos or villas to single family homes, often, but not always, there will be a lot of offerings that are single story homes. So yes. one story living is something that people do like. It's a lifestyle choice, a little less running up and down of the stairs. Okay. Um, and that is probably a choice that you would see maybe more predominantly in a 55 plus community, but right. not as an exclusion to right. other options, depending on the builders. They still, they still may have options with a second story. Right. And then as we've talked about, there are really those just four basic criteria that help meet the federal designations for 55 plus communities. All of the other ways that a community is managed really start to come up then through the homeowners association. So the HOA itself is a consideration for people to find out about, to read the documents, to get the budget. Uh, to get the rules and regulations and make sure they really know what it's like to live in that community. Right. I think we can't stress enough, we give that same advice to someone who's looking in a non-age restricted community oh, absolutely. because the HOA rules could be stricter or very similar in a non-age uh, defined community as they could be in a 55 plus. Right. But you do want to know what the fees are going for. You want to know that there are good reserves right. so that the amenities and things can be maintained without your fees you know, surprising you or getting special assessments going through the roof. Right. And you want to know your overall expectation around fees from a budget perspective. Absolutely. You're going to budget for your home and for your ongoing lifestyle, mm -hmm. which this by definition is going to have an HOA. Right. It's going to have some fees associated with maintaining the community. And if someone absolutely doesn't want HOA fees, it might be difficult to find an HOA uh, free 55 plus community here in Southwest Florida. Yeah, I don't uh, know there, of any. There yeah. could be some that are um, maybe uh, communities that have been established a lot longer. Sometimes there are manufactured homes or even mobile homes, and there are communities of those that are designated for 55 plus living as well, and they are not going to have the kind of amenities they and home. organization that we're talking about. They but, wouldn't have any amenities, right? Right. But, other than those, most communities that are, especially up and coming now, mm -hmm. are communities that are going to feature all of the different things that we talked about that are more lifestyle oriented. Right. Um, and that is often what people are asking us about. Um, in terms of who you bump into in the community, again, it runs the gamut. It sure does. There can be people who are owners and or residents in the 20% that are adults, but under 55 right. that's not unusual at all right and then there can be people who are at 55 or above who are still working who may be big travelers who like the idea of closing the door and going when they want to go and mm -hmm. being back when they're back and people who are full-time residents in that community and it's a great opportunity to find people with like-minded interests and activity patterns and uh, a lot of again choice and and discretion there in terms of what the community offer 
residents and what the residents really want. Well, I think one of the questions that sometimes people ask is, well, does that mean I'm not going to see young people in the community? And as you can imagine, anybody who lives in a community, 55 plus or otherwise, often has family members, and it could be children or grandchildren, who are not yet adults. Right. And usually what the stratification is, is that a community's rules will not allow someone, whether it's under 19 or 20, their rules may, may vary, but that younger person, teenager and below, cannot be a full-time resident of the community. Right. But the amenities are even set up to encourage family members, children and grandchildren to come and visit Absolutely. and or to stay with whatever the community's rules are about what the length of that stay or the number of those stays can be. So there are grandchildren visiting. Now, whether they're restricted to one visit of a couple of weeks or several months may vary a little bit by community, by the community, but they're certainly welcome. And the lifestyle that people live involves their family and their friends uh, without undue restriction. Absolutely. We've seen communities, 55 plus communities that have playgrounds. So special pools, special pools for the for visitors. So you know, absolutely. uh, When you know, if you decide to buy in a community that happens to be a 55 plus, you know, your your kids and grandkids are are certainly going to be able to come and visit and and enjoy the stay down here in Southwest Florida with you. Right, but just be thinking about if someone was going to live with you full time. That, that could be where the cutoff is. That's that's the big difference right there. And there could be, and I think less and less all the time, but there could be pet restrictions. So mm-hmm. again, that happens in non-age restrictive as much as 55 plus communities. Right. But that's one of those areas within the homeowners association that it's always good to check out before you make a decision to buy. Are there any limits on the number, size, or species of pets that someone can have in the community? And it may vary in the community based on whether you live in in a condo or a single family home. Very true, and whether you're the owner or a renter. That's right. And that, again, is not so unique to a 55 plus. It's just a really good question always to be checking out. Absolutely. Based on being able to keep all your family members with you if you move. That's right. So. I think when we look at this, you know, a lot of the considerations are the absolute location of of the community. Is it near other things you need? Maybe you still need proximity to the airport Mm -hmm. or you're interested in volunteering or your access to health care, your access to church and other groups and and sports that you participate in. access to work. And to Mm -hmm. work if you don't work from home. If you you don't work from home. Absolutely. And so location is important. Um, overall structure of the community, including rules, regs, and fees, always a consideration. The style of home, the size and the expense of the home right. that you have is something to look at. And as well as what amenities are available to you in the community, which may mean for some people that with the pools and the other um, common facilities, they may not take on the expense of putting that pool or some other amenity on their own property exactly they can kind of make some choices about what they're already paying for in a fee and tapping into with friends or what mm-hmm. they want to have in their own backyard that's right they may want to instead of having a pool they may want to buy a boat there and instant and use the community pool when they want to use a pool so i think all of those things are great considerations would i call them a pro or a con probably not no i think they're just great considerations when you're thinking about finding the community that meets your needs and lets you enjoy your lifestyle wherever you are in life. Absolutely. And so uh, if you're interested in 55 plus communities in Southwest Florida, give us a call, message us. Our information's in the contact 
uh, description below this video. We'd love to chat with you about whether a 55 plus active community in Southwest Florida might be a great next option for you. And if not, we know a number of other communities that might just fit the bill. So don't hesitate, reach out. In the meantime, again, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. So all I'll say is let's talk soon. Bye now.